Hey now, this is Jason Acorn with The Boneyard, and you are listening to Jason on the Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas, to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Very excited today. I've got somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a while on. I've got Kaylee Jackson, who lives in Arkansas right now. She's an accomplished hunter and working on her national slam, which is the big game all across North America. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the offer. So let's start off with that national slam. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. it. You have 28 animals that you have to kill in order for it to be tomorrow to consider it a, a, a national grand slam. I have eight left. My hardest challenge is getting my grizzly, which most times is twenty-five dollars to $50,000 to go to the inner areas of Canada or the island to get the grizzly. So that's a challenge for me, but I'm going to do it. I will you know, accomplish that you know, one way or the other. It's just getting there and doing it. So what are the eight that you need to take? I need another elk. I need my moose. I need my bison. I need my sea lion, my muley, which I have a muley, but I didn't register it at the time. Then I need my Sitka deer, and I need the Kodiak bear, which I'm going to get this year. And then I've got one more, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but it's wow. in the lower 48. Okay, so you've been quite busy. I've been doing this a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been doing this since I was five years old, and I'm over 50. So, yeah, I've... I've tried very hard. Well, tell me, did you grow up in a hunting family? I did. My grandfather was my mentor. He, uh, before I ever, ever hunted, I was four years old, I was learning to clean a gun, put a gun back together, and putting it up on the shelf. And I did that forever. And then my granddaddy said, okay, it's time for you to go out and learn how to shoot. We had a little forty-four carbine or carbine rifle that I used. I shot it, you know, and he, you know, went and looked at the target and said, okay, you're ready. That was like in August. And I was already bird hunting with him. I already had my own shotgun, bird hunting with him, you know, quail and dove, uh, but I had never deer hunted. So that year, he set me right beside a log and said, you sit here, and I'm going to go over on the other side of the rise over there and uh, uh, see what we can see. Well, it wasn't about maybe 45 minutes, and here walked this basket six down the hill, and I let him get about 30 yards, and I had my bead on him, and I put him to the ground the first shot, and it wasn't the kill that excited me. It was when my grandfather walked up and said, good job, baby girl. That's that's what made me want to hunt more. Now, you were five or six at this time? I was five. Five. Wow. Now, could you see... And that back then, you didn't have to be 12 to have a license. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they not only would they frown upon that, there are many places where they'd get uh, absolutely just downright upset for a five-year-old being out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. But back then, you know, back in the 60s, I wasn't, I mean, you know, 
most folks didn't even have, and I'm, I'm originally from Mississippi, and, you know, we had rules and regulations, but, five, you know, we could hunt at five as long as we had an adult, and he was just over the rise. I mean, I'm pro- he's probably two, three, four hundred yards away from me, but, you know, gave me enough space that I could do my own thing. That's where your, your desire and your, your love of hunting started. Were your parents into it, hunting at all, or did you, were you really carrying that through with your granddad? My mother, uh, every female in my family hunted hunted or fished, every one of them. And my mother hunted. She's gotten several bucks in her lifetime, my, both of my aunts. And so I grew up, we had guns in the house, and we knew never to touch the guns unless we were told to. Growing up that way, and growing my, all my family was police officers. And so growing up with guns, and it was just an automatic thing that we had nine people to feed. So buying meat at the grocery store really wasn't a big option for us. We had to take our own meat. We had to provide for our family. So hunting was just, it was just a have to. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fairly common thread that I hear when I talk with a lot of folks. And it's it's not unusual to to use that to not only feed but or and or supplement you know what you were doing right what you what they've already got and you know people there you know, we have a lot of anti hunters in this industry and you know that but you know if you explain to them and this is my thing if you've ever been to a slaughterhouse you would not eat what come out of the grocery store. If I go out and kill an animal, I know exactly what I'm doing because I'm dressing that animal. And I know it's clean, I know it's washed, and I know it's put up correctly. And as as far as, you know, 99% of the game meat out there is probably as, as organic as you can ever get. And it is. I mean, there's no, there's nothing added. You know, that's exactly. what I'm saying. There's nothing added to it. And so you had a career in the police department, correct? Yes, I, I, start, well, I started out in uh, when I was... 18 working for the state and then um the sheriff come by and asked me if i wanted to be a jailer and i'm like sure you know Uh, i'm i was a pretty big good sized girl muscular you know because i was just i was just big but i wasn't overweight i was just big and so he put me in the jail i did i went through all the jail schools and jail for a couple of years and there was an opening on the road and he come back and said you know do you, would you like to go out on the road and I suggested and he said we're well, going to, to go to the academy so I went to the police academy for 10 weeks I come back two weeks later I went to the fire academy for 16 weeks to become a rest on the rescue squad and so I went to two cat two academies in one year oh wow that's that's a lot <laughs> it was a lot of running <laughs> that's for sure so you had a very successful career and and now you're living in arkansas i am i live in flipping arkansas and flipping is the home of ranger bass boats everybody knows who ranger is sure it's a small town but we have a lot a lot of people that really care about each other and that's what that's the, the best part about it and arkansas has got a quite a lot of hunting opportunities does it not it we do we we have bear hunting you have to you know call in at midnight to get your bear tags though um you have deer uh we have elk uh we have you know small game we have ducks geese pheasants well if on a farm we have doves you know so there's a lot of opportunities and, and turkeys too a lot of turkeys wild hogs uh, so there's a lot of hunting, just hunting opportunities. I live between three reservoirs, so I fish a lot. And from you know the end of 
of turkey season, which is in the end of April all the way to August. So I start my early, you know, uh, goose hunt, and we go from there. When you're goose hunting, is that Canadian geese? If blues are Canadians, as long as they're not, you know, what we call resident geese. You can't shoot resident geese. It has to be a flyaway geese. Yeah, I grew up in Michigan, and they're just absolutely covered with Canadian geese, and they're absolutely considered a, a pest. And here, too. I mean, you, you get them, and they never leave, and but you can't shoot them. And, I, I mean, I kind of get that, but uh, people's trying to make them pets. But you never make a wild animal a pet, for one thing. But, you know, you can feed them, and, and you know, if you start feeding anything, it's going to stay around. So that's what's happening. Sure. So you've got all this hunting experience all this all this knowledge and do i understand right you like to spend a lot of time getting women and kids and and even men involved in the outdoors i do i am an archery instructor and a long-range gun instructor so i i do both i don't I don't have a preference of what uh, weapon i use to hunt with and i always want to be knowledgeable in both so i went to instructor school the women in in the hunting industry in, in just in 2000, it was 2% of the United States. That's all the women that hunted in the United States. In 2016, there was 18% of women hunters. So we increased 16% over, you know, 16 years, which is a, a fantastic thing because we have one parent family that's that's so common now and mothers that have sons and daughters that want to learn to hunt and they she doesn't know i bring her out here i teach her i bring her kids out to our place and i teach them how to archery hunt if she wants to learn how to long range hunt you know i'll take her out to the range and i'll start teaching her how to shoot long range so you help to build get involved with the mother who then can hopefully bring the kids involved. You know, and we the men we have, I, and I've you know a lot of women say you know they they get a lot of men problems, um, especially on social media and stuff. I've never have been where I couldn't handle a situation. There's always that delete button, <laughs> but you know, men it, they the ones around here always are saying, you know, Kaylee, can you do you know a good place to hunt? Kaylee, do you know what ammo to use? You know, it's always questions they ask me that really surprise me because most me, you know, I grew up with men knowing everything, and it was it was kind of surprising to have men ask me. But I thought I've got a great sponsor with Amazon, and I'll go into Amazon, and they're like, "Which cartridges do I need to get for such and such gun? Which one's the best?" So it's always it's a it's a great experience for me. I, I love to be able to talk about it and and do things with guys with, and and most of my teams are all guys. I'm the only woman on most of my on the pro staffs that I'm on. I'm always being the only woman, you know. And when my husband can't go, which he works Monday through Thursday, and he can't go, and I I have to go Monday and Tuesday, I go with no problem, you know, because I'm going to hunt. That's the thing. I'm not here to be a model. I'm not here to be a showgirl. I'm here to be a hunter. Thinking back on some of these hunts that you've done, tell me a little bit what pops out in your mind as one of your favorite. My favorite hunt was an exotic in Texas. I got a chance with Judge Julie McGinnis. 
went down there to Texas. I was going to shoot all dad. I was there the first day, and I was so tired, jet lag, you know, so tired. So I put my head on my bow, and I kind of took a little nap, you know, in the blind. <laughs> I, we It started getting a little dark, and we started to go outside the blind, and I looked around. I saw two coming up the hill, and I told the judge, I said, sit down. I said, here comes two up the hill. And she sat down. She glassed them. She gave me the, the, you know, how far they were. How, you know, she just said 75 yards, 65 yards, 59 yards. And when he took one more step, that was at 49 yards. And I popped him. And he went 500 yards and fell dead. And that hunt right there is the hunt that really made me more of an archer than I can ever explain to anybody. Uh, and with the help of the steady form that I, that has been is on the market, I made that shot with no trouble whatsoever. Odad are a neat animal to hunt. They're tough, especially if you hit them just even slightly wrong. They're gone. Exactly. I mean, you've got to hit them right on the money. And it's, uh, you know, I I had that right. I was just so focused, you know. I was just, you know, that, that one step focused on that, that, you know, aim small, shoot small spot. You know, I let that, that arrow fly. And that was with a traditional bow? You know, a, that, a that was with bow? a compound. I do shoot both uh, longbow, recurve, compound, and crossbow. So I shoot all four. Well, that's great. Equal opportunity. I love to hear it. You know, we talked a little bit earlier. Tell the listeners, you're about to complete something very unique in the turkey world. What is that? I've I've been turkey hunting all my life, and I've gotten the privilege to kill Osceola's, Easterns, the ghouls. The Rio has been my, my thing that I have not been able to get. So I'm getting a chance to go to Texas this year to kill the Rio and uh, hope to double up on him. If I get that, then I'll get my turkey slam. Now, there's another slam that you can get, and and you're going for that, that just those, you know, the ones I mentioned is the, the ones that I want that just... It's a smaller turkey slam. Very cool. And so where in Texas are you coming down for the Rio? It's it's right past San Antonio, probably about 45 minutes to a ranch down there. They have... You know, they're really great guys, and they have millions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. They have they have hundreds of Rios that just absolutely are a nuisance to them. And this will be south of San Antonio, west of San Antonio? Where? It's south. It's kind of south, maybe southeast of San Antonio. Okay. As, as we record this, I'm sitting in San Antonio. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, I can't think of the name of the ranch right off my head right now. Antler Outlaw owns the ranch. Uh, he's the ranch foreman there, and uh, he and I are good friends, and that's where I'm going to go down there. Fantastic. I had the opportunity to go kill some whitetail down there, but I didn't do it because I have plenty of whitetail up here. Well, I wish you luck on that, it, it, and I can't wait to see pictures of it because that's a great accomplishment you'll have done. I will, and that, you know, like I said, social media is a big help to hunters. It, it binds us together as a family, but it also helps people that are getting started into the, you know, hunting world or the hunting industry and learning how to do things correctly and not, it, you can overdo things, but you can underdo things. So now you shoot competitively with your bow as as well as hunt with it? I have, I've shot a couple of events just for charity. That's not my thing. That's, I've never been a, that 
that way except on with my pistol. I, I shoot pistol competitions, but I've never done it with my bows. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, those folks that do that are they're amazing with the way they're shooting. Oh yeah, I mean you got to have a totally different setup than what you have hunting. It's a totally different bow. Darton's are one of my sponsors, and they've got some great, great competition bows that, that people need to go to their website to look at. Well, you mentioned Darton. What uh, what Darton bow are you shooting right now? The Demon. Okay, and so if somebody's sitting out there and they want to do archery, they want to get into it and not real sure where to start, there's shooting clinics across the United States, is there not? There is. USA provides one. Uh, you can go to one that will teach you to get students involved, which is called SCBA, which is what I'm involved with, uh, but I also teach adults on the side. Then you have a couple of others. You know, the IBO provides clinics. The ABA provides clinics, which are archery competitions, places, uh, people. And they, they do provide clinics across the United States. Uh, the ATA just had the USA clinic there to be certified for archery there. There's there's plenty of opportunities and ways and options for people to get involved with the, the hunting across all the weapons of choice, whatever whatever it is that turns them on. It is, it is. And, you know, my, th- my thing is, if you don't understand a piece of equipment, find somebody that does. Have somebody to teach you. Whether it be a shotgun, rifle, or a bow, have somebody show you the first two, three, four, five steps you need to do. And then watch them and let, tell them proper form, proper, you know, pull the, you know, hold the shotgun tighter against your shoulder, hold the rifle tighter against your shoulder, you won't get so much recoil. You know, people that spend it doing this for a long time have those just little bitty tips that most folks don't realize. I know when I first started shooting crossbows, I sought out some folks that were very well known for it down here and without them i'd have been lost i, I would have too well my husband and i we had nobody and we honestly honestly learned off of youtube he sent me up a little bow it was and it was a used bow because i didn't know if i could be able to hunt because as i said i broke my back so i didn't know if i'd ever hunt you know but bow hunt we went out in the woods the first opening day which was doe season you had to take it was the doe is the two weeks of doe before you went to your buck season in pennsylvania doe walked by and i dropped her in the tracks with that little bitty youth bear bow <laughs> and i told my husband i'm hooked go buy me a real bow so as you get going now one of the things that i prefer and i absolutely love to hunt is hogs you have those in arkansas do you do that much we do uh southern we have more in the southern part of the state now we have some up here um, very elusive you got other places to go to kill them up here uh, but southern arkansas they're really a, a a nuisance they get into the rice fields they tear up the rice paddies the, the cost of grain goes up people complain at the grocery store uh, it's all because of wild hog. We try to have, you know, enough people to go down there and, and, and do some hog hunting during the year. Like the state of Georgia and Florida, you don't have to have a ta- you don't even have to have a license to hog hunt. That's how bad they are. Now, wild hogs, except for the razorbacks, which we do have here in Arkansas, wild hogs are, were originally somebody else somebody's hogs that got out or they let out. And that's how that breed started. Yeah, I was gonna say they've for the most part, just feral, you know, domestic hogs is is really all they've 
turned into. It doesn't take long for a hog to Yeah, that, to that's gone. it. I mean, if you look at pictures or 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 ever around anybody, most you see black and white ones, you see brown ones, you see black ones. Now, like I said, we have razorbacks in Arkansas. Of course, you know Arkansas razorbacks, and so we do have razorback hogs. And you got to hit them just right because they got those hard breast plates and side plates. But, you know, for the most part, it's just feral hogs. Well, I love hunting them. They're elusive. They're smart. They've got a great nose on them. They, they learn. The older ones learn real fast to send the young ones in to see if anything happens to them. And then if the young ones are safe. Well, have you ever noticed, though, when you're deer hunting, what comes in first? A doe. Yeah, they, She's the lookout. If the doe doesn't signal that there's anything going on, then the buck comes in. So you always wait. That don't, don't take that first shot. Wait for that buck to come behind her. And that was like us, and probably the same growing up in Michigan, if you were driving a car and a doe ran out in front of you, you better slow way down because there was probably another two or three does and a buck behind it. A massive buck. <laughs> you definitely didn't want to hit any of them with your car. Oh, no. And we, we, you know, a hog doesn't roll up on a, on top of a car like, like a deer will. It doesn't come through the windshield. A hog will roll up under a car. And that flips you. That'll flip a car. So, you know, you have to be really careful at night, especially on backcountry roads and stuff like that, because... You know, they, they're they prevalent everywhere. And Kaylee, you're pretty active on social media on top of the hunting, are you not? I am. I'm, I have, I'm administrator of a lot of pages, but Woods Water Addiction, we're, Kaylee's Outdoors is going to merge with Woods Water and Water Addiction. It's best for all of us. We have the same goals. We have the same mind. Uh, we've known each other for 10 or 20, 10 to 15 years. So we're going to merge together and we're really going to, it's really going to pick up and, and you're going to see a lot of stuff from us at Wood, wood and Water Addiction. So you'll need to go to that page. Feather Fin and Furs Outdoors, we are going to be on Roku, uh, which is on Gen 7 Outdoors. You, if you got a Roku box, you can watch us. I'm a part of their group, Scooter Outdoors, and then War Eagle Archery, and then Archery Assassins I'm a part of. Now, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, is your Facebook page probably the best way to go about it? My regular Facebook page, then I have Hunter's Cage. Jackson, because Facebook only allows you to have 5,000 followers on your personal page. So I made another page, which was the Huntress KJ Jackson. Either way, you can get me on that. Or, you you know, after this week, you can get me on Woods and Water Addiction. And it, just anytime, any place, uh, phone numbers will be available. I'll be glad to help you. It doesn't matter. Uh, I've traveled all over the United States. If I have to travel to help you, I will be glad to. What I'm going to do in the show notes of this episode is anybody that listens, there'll be contacts, information for uh, Kaylee. There'll be links to your Facebook page and links to your websites. So I'll make it real easy for people to get in touch with you as well as an email address that we might have. So, or any other way that we can do to, to get folks in touch with you if they need to and want to. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, like I said, you know, social media or, you know, call me. I'm available, you know, every day. I'm retired. And so most of the time I'm either in the woods, on the water, but I'll, I'll answer my phone. Well, awesome. Well, I personally can't thank you enough. I can't wait to hear about your Rio turkey hunt. And then... Well, I appreciate it. 
what I'd like to do is once you get that Rio down, I'd like to see pictures of all the birds you took and get those posted up. I, we'll, we will do that. We shall do that. There's a couple of companies I'd like to mention, if you don't mind, uh, sure. that's been really good to me. Steady Form Outdoors, Nick Albanese, he's been uh, made a product that absolutely changed the archery industry. Black Eagle Airs, Wacom Broadheads, Braxby Game Supplements, Doe Girls, Bowstring Depot, you, you Slide Bow Holder, Pro is his, my, my camo company. They're ge- there's manufacturers now gearing towards the women, which is great. Rifle Caddy, Amazon, Bio Jigs, Magic Bait Company, and Fishing 45. And of course, you can find me on Tech Driver TV or on the Roku on Feather, Fin, and Furs. Awesome. Well, that about covers it all. I really appreciate your time. All your sponsors, I'll have links to their website in the show notes as well. So that way, if anybody I wants to check it that. out. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, and they will too. And I know I've, I've seen some of that Prios hunting gear, not to, to pick on them by any means, as above or beyond any of the others, but I've seen that, and they make some very good product dedicated just to female hunters so it's, it's a neat company it is it's a and i'm very honored to be a part of it i can say that when you order something if it's not right you send it back and Kirsty and Catherine will make it right for you again i thank you for your time and i thank you for thank what you're you. doing to get women involved as a father with two daughters i i hope one day they'll take up hunting as, and love it as much as i do and everything that you're doing is well i appreciate that and and like i said any 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 information that you need for your daughters just give me a call sounds good you have a wonderful afternoon you too thank you so much jason thank, thank you all right bye-bye bye Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rise bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Oh, we Command the outdoors Yeah, we Command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs and Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on the creek bank, kick back a couple beers. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. There's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. 
Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here. We command the outdoors.